Cool. Yeah. Can anybody hear us? <laughs> Are we here yet? <laughs> we have sound. Did we get to see the live stream questions? What is this? Don't touch. No, no. Is that no? So my kids no. did sign language in their babies, so this was more. And yeah. so my kids were very hungry eaters, so they were always in their high chair. This one. Yeah. <laughs> right. So funny. So can we start? No, because they can't hear us. Yeah. I have That's a microphone. Good. Okay. So do we have any comments that we can see? Because it seems strange that I can't see Leaf saying hi. Oh, hi, Leaf. <laughs> We still don't have any sound. Really. That's okay. That's okay. That's all right. Claudia's high. Oh, I love Claudia. Okay, we're going to go? Yeah, you're ready to go. I'm okay. Just fix the question thing. You want us to do that or you're going to do that? No, I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to start. Welcome. Hello. Hello. We're back again in Phoenix and Chandler, Chandler. with our live studio audience. Yes. So this group is very excited because they just completed three days with me, two day sports course, one day advanced. So they're full of knowledge and they're brimming with excitement and enthusiasm and inspiration. So it was a fantastic group. That's so cool. And some of them, I th anybody take the core and then yes. the sport. Yes. So you you're did. really full of knowledge. Now oh, yeah. It's like I, I told them they all have to stand up and then do yeah. this. Exactly. At the end of each night to make room for more every day. So those of you who are joining us from their living room or from their office or their phones or they're driving or wherever people listen to us, it's very strange to talk to you like this. It is, except it's really cool. I know because yeah. we don't get to be together as much as we need to be. I always end up looking at your face on the screen right in front of me yeah. and my hand is looking for the mouse to right. move around and ask questions. And it's okay. David is coming to moving my microphone and putting oh, a new battery in it. Putting new batteries in the microphone. Oh, putting batteries at all into the microphone. Okay. It is. So I was telling this very funny story about patients that I don't think are going to use the custom care when I give them to them. Hmm? And there's been times where I haven't put a battery in the custom care to just see if they you complain. didn't. Okay. And they would return it. And I would say, so how'd it go? Oh, great. So there's, <laughs> FSM can only work when you, you turn on it. the device and when you use it. Yeah. That's... So I've been sharing all my stories with this group because. The stories are the best part. They are. And I think the stories are how we learn the best. So when I first took the core, I told the story how I hated FSM and I didn't believe in it until I saw it. And then I had to become completely obsessed with it. And then. It's the core is so much different than I said, it's gotten better and better, but it's the stories that you tell. And now that we're at the advanced and the symposium, it's the stories that we're hearing that bring us all together. And stories that we're hearing from each other. This is the first symposium ever where we have 18 case reports. Usually I have to drag case reports out of the field. And this year I had to make them 20 minutes instead of 30 because we couldn't, we didn't have enough time. Terry Turner has a collected case report. So she has 30 minutes and 
Mary Ellen Chalmers has a case report. She has 30 minutes. Everybody else has got 20, and I'm really sorry. But it makes it concise and efficient. Rick? And then nobody has time to like drone on and on. And you do a good job of helping us organize the case studies. So it's like, what is it? What's the condition? History? What have we done? What were the results? Stick to the objective findings. As much as the subjective stories are so much fun, the proof is in the pudding, right? Yep. So that's what we need. To go from 45 degrees to 70 degrees, that's data. I like data. Data is good. That to me also sounds like a party trick though. So I was saying like the biggest shift that we've been seeing is not just getting those results at the core, but like, how do you get that to stick? Hi, Leaf. Yeah, see, there's Leaf. It's not a podcast without Leaf saying No, really. And- I went to back home to Arkansas. We had the core this year, Arkansas. I don't even know where in the U.S. it was. We had a, an acupuncturist from Belgium. That's right. That was like amazing. Anyway, started customer protocols this week on the entire family. <laughs> yes. Look forward to the course too. Oh, yeah. Kim is, yep. Sports is Sport, essential sports has turned into not sports we kept talking about it no. as physical medicine it's, it's not just for pm and r yes yes but. Yeah, physical medicine and rehab it's like it's one thing to fix it and then i don't have time to tell you how to get all the working parts to work together so that's become kim's course has become part two <laughs> but what I think is so funny is that year after year of doing this, and you must be in a completely separate category because you've done it from wherever. We're not just changing the way that we're teaching it, but like we're seeing the frequencies do different things and we're utilizing them in different ways. And because we're thinking of them differently. Yes. So I'm going to tell my story about 20 because on the sports advance, I talk about, I have a slide and it has like four lion cubs and one is like roaring and the other three are just like whatever and it's 20 30 40 50 those frequencies on a right. we talk about 40 all the time inflammation decrease the activity of but that's 20, the one that's roaring right that's the one that's wrong because it gets all the <laughs> right but over the years i've used 20 i've used 30 i've used 50 and having to have the confidence to try something dropping the ego at the door because I don't think I know everything. Mm -hmm. Having the patience to listen to the tissue, tell me what's happening. It's that hypothesis, try it. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. So my love affair with 20, pain and pressure. I was telling the story with this one athlete that had pain that and irritation, all these things that weren't going away. And he kept talking about the pressure he was under to come back. Ah, and the bird is real that comes with the course. It's shut up. I'm trying to think here. And it's, oh, I'm supposed to listen to you. Oh, yeah, that's right. So anyways, I'm grateful for this skill set that I have that allows me to think outside the box on a continual basis. And it makes my brain hurt sometimes. I know. And I'm I, all the stories that I tell too, or when I left the room very calmly, because you always give us the confidence, like nothing that you have scares me. And then inside you're like, like, yeah. what am I supposed to do with this? You're like, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to get a glass of water. Carol, what do I do with this? And if it's not Carol, it's like Jennifer Sosnowski for something with Lyme or if it's at somebody else. So 
why we dropped the ego at the door, we have this huge new community of phone friends. It's like, we're in like this game show, right? Where you don't have to have all the answers right away because you couldn't possibly have a frequency in your brain for everything. And you say that too, all the time, like you couldn't possibly, why on earth would you know that stuff? And, but you start learning all this stuff. So the knowledge base that I have now is exponentially bigger than it was 10 years ago, five years ago. And exponentially bigger than it was for me 27 years ago. And the first time I used 20 besides in the ureter yes. for kidney stone pain, the very first time I used 20 was with 89. Oh. That's a good face. Wow. It was with 89. Pain reaction makes sense in the right. midbrain these days i'm all about how we doing kevin okay what would a podcast be if kevin doesn't sneak in somewhere and adjust something and somewhere. save our lives and oh you have a mic and i don't the thing and my voice is a little tired from talking for three days straight but there see thank you all right and now you can and that's a sure so you have to crowd the mic yeah that's <laughs> it um all right. So, yeah, that's a good way to of looking at it. The th there's this little theme that runs through the first part of the advanced and it's about flexibility. Can't even I know what it looks like, but I can't remember the words. And because the frequencies always do what they're described as doing, if they if you have an idea and it doesn't work, either your idea is wrong, the machine is turned off, or, well, and, then you get to change your idea and try something else. Yes, but you say that like it's a good thing, and it's an easy thing, and there's so many people that are so close-minded and have their ego and have their idea of this is what's wrong, nothing else is happening and I'm the only one that can fix it. So if you haven't watched Roger Billick's neurotransmitter workshop oh, it's so good. recently, go back and watch it again. And the people that have trouble getting off the script, it, it's my, it's the reason it's easiest for me to change gears because I have almost no GABA. <laughs> GABA people are very linear. It's like you get a script and it's, it really, it is, everything is about the list. Yeah. So you have to do the list. Yeah. And this is a challenge for GABA people to go lift weights and develop dopamine. Yeah. Dopamine is the go and do. Yeah. All of you have acetylcholine. That's the, I like to know stuff. Yep. Or you wouldn't have made it this far. Your brains actually would have exploded. And so acetylcholine, for sure. Flexibility, serotonin, party animal. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Dopamine people are go and do. You just got to do something. Yeah. And GABA people hate conflict, are all about the list because the list is safe. You know what yeah. to do next. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's the... So if you're having that, I should put that in the advanced slides. So if you're having trouble shifting gears, 
like this didn't work. What is it? I have to do the list. No, think about what else it might be. That's serotonin, that's GABA. Once you see the neurotransmitter workshop. It does. For me, it's actually helped teach the course. So I, as everybody's taken my course knows and seen my slides, there's blocks and bubbles and charts and arrows because I do need to make sense of the chaos. Sometimes I need some sort of pattern to follow to start with. I love your slides. I have slide envy. I love making slides almost as much as I love teaching from my slides. I really do love this. And I hope it shows because like, I get very excited to teach this course. Yeah. But the hard part, I think is learning the flexibility, learning the ego, learning to, to try something new and then to teach that to somebody else. This is a great place to start. And so many times I'm like, I'm totally contradicting myself in about one hour from now, Uh but this is where you should start. And then when that doesn't work, because it probably won't, <laughs> this is where you can go. Yeah. And you have to think your way through it. But with logic and education. Exactly. Right. Yes. So remember the part where CRPS is pretty straightforward, not that hard to treat. You just, that is a recipe. Right. And it's like watching grass grow. It just takes X amount of time. So this lady came in and she'd had a crush fracture inner tarsals, bunch of screws in them, took the screws out, developed CRPS five, six years ago, we fixed the CRPS. Then finally the talus degenerated. They put in what they called an ankle replacement, but it was, it really is just titanium at the top of the talus and titanium at the bottom of the tibia. And the CRPS came back. So I treated the CRPS again, and I'm used to it going away and staying away. But the next day she came back and there's a cutaneous branch of the superficial peroneal nerve that's along the lateral edge of the foot and her pain level was still a six. Foot was cool, but not full on CRPS and it's like, that shouldn't be like that. Why is that sore? What's wrong with, so I did 40 and 396 and it calmed down. As soon as she moved her foot, it came back. She's getting nerve traction injuries every time she walks. So I chased the little peroneal, that little peroneal nerve up there. And then that led me to the toe next to it. And that was all scarred. And that was all scarred. And that was all scarred. And then, you know, what's down proximal to the metatarsals, Hmm. all those tarsals and there's nerves and joint capsules and periosteum and they were all scarred together because when you do an ankle replacement, everything bleeds and then everything scars. And then, so we got all that moving and her eyes get bigger and bigger. And then I went up to the fibula and you know how the fibula should sit back in that Mm -hmm. little notch. Mm -hmm. It was jammed forward. Okay. And the peroneal superficial peroneal nerve runs right down that piece of real estate. Yeah. Because netter was open on the table. And it's, I wonder. So we treated scarring in the connective tissue and just mobilized fibula back. Yeah. And then stood her up and did 40 and 89. Yes. 
And then don't be afraid to move it. It's going to be fine. And she's standing on a towel. And the motions you have when you walk are forward, lean back, shift your weight side to side, toe, heel, all that, all while she's standing in place. And then there was an activator involved to get joints moving. And then I said, okay. And she walked toe heel down the hallway. And as she came back, she's just pretty soon all three of us, four of us in the clinic were in tears because she's completely pain-free for the first time in 12 years. And it's all because of 13 and 62 and CRPS should have gone away and it didn't. So you have, but so you have the confidence though, too, of knowing that it always works. You just have to figure out why it didn't, why it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And what made, but what made sense? The thing is that it has to make sense. Yeah. It can't be toxicity because it's nerve pain. And if it's depression or anxiety or brain fog, toxicity makes sense for that. But when it's a nerve. Yeah. So again, you're using your logic, you're using education. It's an objective finding that you have. So I was saying in the course, like when you get all muddled up, my therapist would be so proud of this. She'd be like, what do you know to be true versus what are you imagining to be there? Oh, I like that. I know, right? This helps with people who are anxious. Like, yeah. So it helps you just focus. Okay. What do I absolutely know to be true? So when you make the list, I know this is restricted. I know the pain looks like this. I know the sensory exam did that. I know the reflexes are responding this way. So write down your objective find. What do you know to be true? Make your little Kim bubble, your Kim block. I like that. And then that helps you troubleshoot at least like a little bit better because you can get in the rabbit hole very fast. Totally down the rabbit hole. Right. It's a long way down there. I know. And then, but that's where you've got the phone of friends too. And that's why you can start. But I always say at the very least, you can almost always get somebody out of pain that way. Almost. Pain, pain turns out to be pretty easy. Fatigue drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's the getting the results less. So going back to your patient, that sounds fantastic. But what's going to happen when she leaves the clinic? What's going to happen the next day? We reprogrammed. She was there for six or seven days and they had a custom care. And I just, she had nerve pain on it. Yeah. I just tweaked it a bit. Little CRPS, a little joint mobility one single line scarring in the nerve yeah concussion and vague basically it wasn't that hard like the humble brag right there but it's only it it's only crps you can't say that out loud and you can't say that on like our podcast but when but but when you can take i think it's like anything though if you can take a very complicated condition I guess it's the same as when I say frozen shoulder is just not that hard. Exactly. And people are just like, I'm going to hurt you. I'm so jealous because frozen shoulder, not my strong suit. It it fell into my lap. And I tell the story because I would read all these books from the 30s and 40s, how people would describe adhesive capsulitis. Yeah. And the words that they were using, I think resonated, no pun intended, with this list that came from the 20s. And uh, so when I would uh, hear adhesive capsulitis, 
fibrosis in the capsule. I'm like, so this is how we split it apart. Cause there was a camp in the thirties that believed that the capsule would develop a contracture and would do this. So it's not layers of peeling adhesions apart. It's a completely different ball of wax, right? Where was I going with this? Sometimes things are just that hard because we take a very complicated condition, frozen shoulders, CRPS, and you just break it down into digestible bites. Kevin's joke is how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. How do you survive the last 12 months? Do the next thing. Right. How do I run 18 (laughs) miles last week? Just get to the next stop sign. Just get to the next traffic light. Get to that red house over there. miles? Yeah, I've got a race in 10 days. Okay. That was my last big one. Okay. But sometimes when you look at the big picture, right? When you look at that really complicated patient that walks in with the really crazy history that makes your hair stand, you can't look at all of it. As much as we tell you, you have to look at the entire history and make sure you don't miss anything. Pick one. You pick something. Where did it start? How did it get like that? So I think how I'm getting better at teaching is it's not just the A channel and the B channel. What's the pathology? What's the tissue? What's the pathology? Okay. How did it get there? Mm -hmm. You can figure out how the A channel got there or how the pathology or what the condition it, then you can go back and nip it. Right. And so Neil Nathan is our first speaker Saturday morning at the symposium. And he said, I want you to do the FSM slides at the end. So I read through his slides and it's wow. Mm -hmm. And he is wonderful at describing the condition and describing how to treat it. But not so much with the where did it come from. Mm -hmm. So the FSM section at the end included Check for Ehlers-Danlos, check for vestibular injuries, early childhood trauma, central sensitization. And I disguised it all as how to use FSM to treat sensitized patients as how did they get sensitized? It didn't come from space. Wait, doesn't come from space. So you have a poster. It doesn't come from space. It doesn't come from space. That'll be, I have so many ideas for like my (laughs) t-shirts. Like it's, I always have just changing the game, but what was I saying? But just load the man because we did wipe and load. (laughs) So we had somebody and like, don't worry about wipe, just load that man. (laughs) So that could be a t-shirt, load the man. But when we just talk about something as as simple as scarring, scarring and adhesions is like 90% of my day. Yep. And going to 13 and 91 would get me so far for so long. That's that part of that slide that I have the learning curve, like the roller coaster. You're fixing everybody, dissolving adhesions. I did mention I swiped that slide. Oh, I know. Okay. I know. I think you give me credit for it though. And the dog. And (laughs) yeah, there'll be other ones. I'm sure I'll see that sneak up, but you have this moment where you're fixing everybody and then you're not because again, it's okay. It's scarred. How'd it get scarred? Yeah. It didn't scar from space. Scarred because something tore or got cut. Blood. Something got, something, here, here is my whole eye-opening moment. Something bled or was bled onto. Or was bled onto. Yeah. Because people like, this doesn't bleed. I'm like, but you could be bled onto. Lane change. Go. <laughs> I'll get our train back. Don't worry. You just go wherever you need to. No, this is just too good to miss. During the practicum, 
We had a patient that had just had bilateral mastectomy. She had one lymph node on in the right axilla, was clean, but they took it out just to make sure. And they're treating scarring in the lymphatics, scarring in the fascia. And then all of a sudden there's this, and what's up? It stings okay. and it, it hurts. And whereas her axilla was flat before, now there's a green pea and then it's a marble and it stings and it hurts. And they were running scarring. Okay. So I said, just switch it to 18 and 62, stop the bleeding. And there's four of them sitting there feeling this marble just disappear. Yeah. It's like, it is so. And watching their faces feel something dissolve. You don't have to pay me for that stuff. This is, oh, I, but talk about micro. I was doing, showing, we're doing concussion. And part of the concussion in the sports course is supine cervical. We do some external TMJ. And you could, when you can feel either something hard dissolve or something all of a sudden appear, it's even as somebody as seasoned as myself, I was just like, whoa, what are you feeling? I'm like, there's this like blobby guy. And then I'm like, I understand this doesn't sound remotely brilliant or poised, but that's, those are the words. It's blobby guy. Right. And and a near cousin of smush. So we have smush. And in the sports, we talk about floof. Floof. When smush it, and floof. But I also use good words like thixotropy, which is what actually what. Watch your language. <laughs> like I was saying, I was explaining FSM to a orthopedic surgeon. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't say smush. Yeah. So they're like, what is what happens? I'm like, the tissue softens. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, that's thixotropy. Like the what? I'm like thixotropy when a solid turns into a liquid. And they're like, oh yeah, that's right. Sorry. So we can't do that on TV. We can't. We could maybe try to high five the screen. That could look cute. That could be fun. We'll try it next week when we're back. Well but, done. Yeah. But sometimes anyways, the other thing I want I want to talk about is listening with your fingers. And I'm like, I'm fresh from teaching. So like, this is all just, so I think for the practitioners that are listening that are, who get into the hard time of what do I run? And I don't feel smush and blah, 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 blah. And the people that are always asking, when are you going to come out with a device that tells you if it's working? That's a good base. <laughs> like, what's the fun in that? And I love the devices that say they do a diagnosis and it's now the best diagnostic equipment is in between right here. The muscle between your ears. And it might be between here and here, but I still think it's mostly there. Right. Because every device that does a diagnosis or tells you what's wrong was all a device can measure is galvanic skin response. That's it. Current flow in a particular way, dampness and current. That's it. That's all. It's a GSR. Then somebody who developed that gadget had an algorithm that he worked from that told him what this pattern of GSR meant versus that pattern of GSR. Okay. So 
all of the diagnostic devices. And some of them are pretty close to being pretty good. Really? Yep. There's one, one from Russia, one from Germany hmm. that I've seen. And, but I would rather rely on your hands and your brain. And if I was explaining, if you're not a man, because I have a lot of trainers that come to the course that don't do manual therapy and they want to do exercise therapy. And I've been showing at the advanced how to do stretching and PNF work with FSM. And so you don't have to manipulate. You actually use the S word. Okay. You guys all know on my side, it doesn't say stretch. It says flow lengthen. I use three different words to, so I don't have to use the S word for the biotensegrity folks. Okay. That all they hear is they see stretch and all they hear is rip. Tear. Tear. Yeah. I still lengthen and flow. I like those. Lengthen is good. Lengthen and flow. However, how do you lengthen something that's glued to a nerve? It's, that doesn't work. But what if it's not glued? What if the tissue has so much 49 and 81 in it? So much vitality that it just, you need to be able to elongate Okay. for a muscle to, for the agonist to contract, the antagonist has to lengthen. That is biomechanics. That is not my opinion. That is science. True true story. You know this. Oh yeah. So I will go toe to toe with, I know who, you know who, and whatever. I just want to stand back with a pint and watch. We we went toe to toe a couple years ago at the uh, here oh, at yeah. lunch, but it was all in good fun. Oh, it was very respectful. Oh yeah, because so well, last hi <laughs> Mr. Sharkey yeah. at the advance last year. Do you remember I asked you some questions about what your vision was for the advance? No. We always have a theme. So we when we do so. I don't have the list because I am a list. I am a list person. Yes. But I also have flexibility of mind to know that we are never going to stay on the list. The list is never going to get checked off. So last year, I actually had time to like contain myself and get the flow of what I wanted to talk about here today. We're leading up to a very special advance. A lot of people, symposium, a lot of amazing guests coming here. I'm just so excited. Like... I, not that I didn't believe you, but when you were talking about all the people, I'm like, there's no way they are all coming. There's no way we can do this in three days, but you four days, four, four days, but you did it. They did it. Yeah. They're coming. So the community that we have with FSM is mind boggling. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. And even with each class that I teach, the friendships that you see forming in the corners and the support and the, like that couldn't possibly have been the vision when this all started. Oh no, it was, I was, I was a salesman. I was a pharmaceutical salesman and I worked alone. Now my offices were my network but I was by myself in the car, driving from place to place and deciding where to go. And then in chiropractic, it's just, I was used to working alone. And I didn't have the concept of FSM is a big family party until Doxy Cook came to be the seminar manager. She had no tech skills. But she loved to give parties. So she taught me the party part of FSM. Yay. 
And then Doxy moved on to other things. And now we have evolved to Kevin where we have podcasts. And so the FSM community, when you think of it, we started with 10 naturopathic students, two licensed, eight, anyway, two licensed chiropractors, two licensed naturopaths, and the rest of them were students in 1997. And there are now 5,000 practitioners in, I've been saying 4,000 for two years. And Kevin finally told me, he's like, no, it's five in 23 countries. And it's turned out to be a really co-supportive hive mind. Yeah. Yes. Where, yeah. There's nothing like it anywhere. I've taken so many continuing education classes, whether it's strength and conditioning or stretching or taping or whatever you never find the group that wants to once they meet wants to stay connected and we throw the words around all the time like synergy and synthesis and that is exactly these interconnections that happen all over the globe and yeah and i just finished doing the slides for george's memorial and The truth of the matter is there is no other continuing education course that I've ever been to where you have civilians who just want to treat themselves and their family, massage therapists, physical therapists, occupational therapists, naturopaths, DCs, chiropractors, MDs, physical medicine and rehab. Nurse practitioners. Oh, yeah. Nurse practitioners, acupuncturists, thank you, oriental medicine, and osteopaths, thank you very much. I run out of fingers. And dentists, what's up with that? Veterinarian. Oh, we had a veterinarian in this class. And so we talked about how to use the magnetic converter. And we talked about what's laminitis exactly? You know, there's uric acid. That I wonder if that would work. Well, Yeah. And when you come down to it, the purpose of the core, the sports, the advanced, the webinars, even the podcast, is to make whatever you do as a profession easier. Yes. More effective, more efficient. Yeah. Less expensive for the patient anyway. Yeah. And to make you better clinicians and what is it when you change even one person's life you change the world you know that what happens when a butterfly's wing touches the mountain that and if you're not here to change the world what are you here for i'm sorry this got very late it's sorry (laughs) i'll be fine now what am i doing here what is my purpose to tell bad jokes at an fsm course I think my jokes okay. are actually good. There is a question. There. Right. So what do you do for declining near vision? You're 47. Buy glasses. That's really easy. I want to treat myself with EMF and mold. No, not for vision. It's a thing. It's lenses and changing shape and getting stiffer. And just start with the little cheaters at the drugstore. Yeah. If you're thinking of running EMF and mold, where do you put the towels depends on what you think the EMF and mold 
are affecting. So there's this idea about concentrating the current where you want it to work. So what do you think the EMF and mold is doing? Neck, abdomen, maybe? Because we're not running anything through the eye. I'm thinking that's right. As a matter of fact, just so you're forewarned, I took all the frequencies for the eye out of the advanced. Yeah, There's probably. not a single ophthalmologist or optometrist in that's registered. And there's not anybody here that should be treating the eye. And I finally just decided that ethical position was more important than the list. I commend you for that. Thank you. Yep. And I think- It only took me 20 years, but I got around to it. Yeah. What if- it's loose ligaments due to hypermobility for the eyes. Okay. If you have earlier than those, maybe. Eye ligaments. But. Eye ligaments. Ears. Yeah. Leaf says it sounds like we're getting punchy. Leaf, I've been locked in my room for two days making slides. I've been teaching three days of sports courses. I'm actually in a great mood, so I. Yeah. I'm always a little punchy though when it comes to well, certain things. Yeah. I have a couple triggers. Oh, okay. When people treat the GH and not the scap. Oh. When mm-hmm. people roll the IT band. Oh. We didn't even get into that in the sports course because I just felt like I couldn't even talk about it because what I, go off. How do you not? I'm getting what you have, I guess, is I just the filter is becoming thinner and thinner every single year. Yeah. But the truth comes out and that's okay. I'm being respectful, I think. Okay. Okay. So we're going to, we're going <laughs> to do that. Okay. So we're going to switch lanes. We're going to go back okay. to, we're going to go back to my list. Oh, right. the list. Oh, good. Thank the God. The list about the symposium and why we're all here together and the community. Cause I know a lot of times we talk about what we see in the clinic, but we have dual jobs. We teach our courses and then we are clinicians. So you have a choice of teaching today or treating in the clinic. What do you want to do? What do you love doing? If you have to choose. Just shoot me. I don't know because when I'm in the clinic, I only only see three patients a day because that's just common sense. And, but if that's all I did. No, I know. I know. Because when you teach a class of 30 people and even 20% of them totally get it, dive in the deep end, you, it's exponential. I know. And that's what makes the teaching so exciting. I know. And, but then the personal satisfaction is taking perspective is failing. So that's good in the clinic. Yeah. The personal satisfaction of taking somebody who's been in pain for 12 years. Yeah. And having her stop, start sobbing as she just walks barefoot for the first time in 12 years. It's like, how do you, how do you not do that? How do you not do that? Chocolate and vanilla, please. You can just grow a swirl cone for you. Okay. Swirl cone. Yes. Okay. I want you to tell me or tell us your two conditions that you are treating now with success that you never thought you were possible to treat 10 years ago oh phantom limb pain it's like i it makes me nervous because i've never had a failure 
Has anybody treated phantom limb pain and failed? Has anybody treated phantom limb pain? I haven't yet. David? Yep. Successfully. Yes. Okay. And just so you know that there is going to be a certain broken record theme this weekend. Until it's published, it never happened. Yeah. So it's, that includes me looking in the mirror, write it up. It's, and pain score, it's so impossible to treat that you can use, I think, just a visual analog pain score and just publish a single case report. Yeah. What would be the other thing? 10 years ago. I don't know. 10 years ago. Five? Mm, Dominal adhesion. I thought you would have said Ehlers-Danlos as your. Oh, yeah. See, I forget. Ehlers-Danlos, the Vegas. Yeah. Ehlers-Danlos is also just turned out to be. Can I use the E word? Yeah, you can. You can say easy. I mean, it's Ehlers-Danlos is just easy. It's and it's a, a script and. Until they start reconditioning, you don't even have to be in the room. You have to have three machines, maybe four. And what is it about Ellers Download? Is it because I don't know if I'm so interconnected with our community? Is it becoming more popular? Is it becoming more on the radar for people now to diagnose it? Like for our people to diagnose it because we have a way of treating it. But that's what I mean. I don't know if my perception is skewed because. I don't know. It just seems like I'm getting so many more patients with it. It's part of the podcast. It's part of them finding us because we have a way of helping them. But I, I was just sure if it was actually happening. It's happening. It's, it's happening. happening. It's, but why is it happening? I guess I have okay. no. I think it's just been underdiagnosed. Okay. In was it Chicago, Kevin? I think it was Chicago when had, you had so many of them. We had 27 students, and. It was a two-day practicum, and the Saturday night, after I went through the diagnostic criteria for Ehlers-Danlos and hypermobility syndrome disorders, HSD, I said, okay, how many people in the room have are hypermobile or have Ehlers-Danlos? And six people raised their hand. And... We had one person from the outside come in and get treated. So we had s seven tables, all with Ehlers-Danlos patients on them, and all but one of them. And I still haven't figured, I didn't have time to figure out why it didn't work on her, but every one of them left. And they went from a nine out of nine on the Baton score to zero out of nine on the Baton score. Amazing. And it lasts a week. And... Diana Cross will be here. I mean, she is here. She came to the sports. She, did she? Oh, she came to all three days. Of course she I did. Was very honored. Yeah. And she's still making slides. Right. And she says she's figured it out. I know. And now I have no idea what she's going to say. Because last time I didn't. Did anybody here know that there was everybody's heard of messenger RNA, right? Did anybody else not know? I didn't know about microRNA. Who knew about microRNA? They forgot to mention that in biology. And that's level 400 cell biology. Thank you very much. Didn't come up. 
we'll just wait for Diana's slide. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's something about our community because we have to be, we live with one foot in each of each world, conventional medicine and the FSM world. And you have to balance. Yeah. So there's a PM&R MD in the core. And he said, took me aside and he said, so what would you do first, an epidural or FSM? I said, well, that's a problem for you because epidurals are how you pay the rent. But on the other hand, they're also dangerous. And there's a fair amount of risk involved. And I said, so what I do is treat FSM for disc and nerve for two weeks. And when that doesn't work, do the epidural. Back when I first started in 97 through about 2004, I probably ordered more facet blocks and more epidurals than any chiropractor in the state of Oregon mm. because I didn't have time. Treating a facet with ketoprofen and lidocaine, proper exercise is fine when it's two years chronic. When it's 15 years chronic, you treat it for two weeks, you have Roy Slack shoot it, do the exercises, do the FSM, do the mobilization, and you don't have to do three facet blocks, you just have to do one. And they actually work. So it's combining. So this is why. We have more questions. Let's yeah. Question. Okay. One more question. Should a 73 year old female with posterior pituitary tumor and on HRT for it not run concussion in Vegas? Or should she just take out the increased secretion in, in the pituitary. pituitary part and still run it? What about just running decreased inflammation in the pituitary? Safish bet? Three, the concussion protocol is the anterior pituitary. And so increased secretions in the anterior pituitary is just dandy. The question is, is the posterior pituitary tumor adenoma where it's increasing oxytocin and ADH? What's the posterior pituitary tumor doing to the pituitary, what are her blood mm -hmm. levels? And the posterior pituitary, I finally had a patient with, was it, it wasn't ADH that was the problem, it was oxytocin, I think. And I ran, I first person and then 27 years I ever treated the posterior pituitary. Wow. Didn't change her blood pressure. Yes. And she, there was this, because of his early, it was a guy, because of his early childhood situation, he, what he said was, and this is a 29-year-old male, he said, I have difficulty bonding. What patient says that? I was going to say. Okay. And I want to be able to bond better. Tocin is the bonding hormone and it comes from the posterior pituitary and his blood pressure was normal. And it's okay. I told everybody in this room, don't run posterior pituitary. And then this guy, it's like gulp, took his blood pressure, ran increased secretions and the basic concussion protocol in his posterior pituitary. 
and I, he wow. felt better wow. and his blood pressure didn't change. So I got away with it. There was a comment. She has ADH deficiency, lowered cortisol and thyroid due to spreading of the tumor that is not cancerous. ADH deficiency. So the tumor is benign. ACTH comes out of the anterior pituitary. Initially spread it to the anterior. Now thyroid stable for the last five years. Yeah, I'd go ahead and treat the anterior pituitary to increase secretions and treat inflammation and find out how it is she got a pituitary tumor. Did you address about the vagus? They wanted to know if they were supposed to treat it or not. What about the vagus? Didn't he say, should I avoid treating the vagus? Yeah. Should I run concussion and vagus? Oh, yeah. Concussion okay. and vagus is fine. The nice thing about the vagus is if it's supposed to be off or down, the central nervous system and the limbic system can turn it down almost as fast as you can turn it up. And these days when I want to work on long-term inflammation, yeah. 40 and 116 is a party trick. Yeah, We know for sure that'll reduce acute inflammation. But the best thing to do is just turn the vagus back on and let the vagus decide. So reduce central sensitization, turn the vagus on and let the vagus decide how much inflammation you need to stay alive to be, that's the vagus's job. You okay with that? I'm okay with that. I'm just okay. digesting it. I'm watching your eyebrows. I'm, yeah. So. I'm eating the, I'm eating the elephant by bite right now. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should have elephant ears for dessert. Okay, gluten-free elephant ears. There you go. And dairy-free. And everything-free. So final wrap-up question because it's even... Doesn't that happen? Yeah. Oh, Derek asks, <laughs> Aloha, <laughs> you mentioned pressure for the athlete to perform. Can we run 970-89? Yes. Oh, sure. Yes. And did it. And 2089. Yeah. 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 But what did you run pressure when the athlete felt so much pressure to perform? It was what funny because run? I was working with knee and hamstring and it dawned on me that at first I think about pain and pressure as pain and pressure, joint compression, facet compression, joint tracking being off. So I ran pressure in the joint surface. Oh, amazing. Joint surface being 157 cartilage. Yeah. Cool. I love it when I impress you sometimes, That's like so when I get the cool, because there were certain things I would say, you're like, no, it doesn't work. I'm like, it worked. It works. Yeah. Like the hypoxia stuff. It, and, it, and it only came to me with frozen shoulder because of thinking about it bit by bit, bite by bite. Why has this shoulder that has been frozen for four and a half years that has not moved? What is it missing? It's missing blood flow. What comes with blood? And so that that's how it wasn't just this random thought. So I think when we're trying to explain everything, we're like, you have a hypothesis, as long as it's based on some sort of like scientific thought process, you're going to do okay. Physiologic. Yeah. Like something. Yeah. You're not going to hurt them. Yeah. And sometimes the weird stuff actually works. And I have one for you. Yes. When I see a knee that's squished or when I have somebody that says, just everything feels so tight. Yeah. But base, right? Yeah. So my knee's all tight. Then you feel the pectineus. Yeah. Which it's this big yeah. and it shouldn't be tight on anybody. So you feel the quads, those are tight. Yeah. You feel the adductor 
brevis. Yep. That's really tight. Yep. Then you feel the hamstrings, that's tight. Yeah. And the gastrox, and yep. those are tight. Yeah. So if you if those are tight and those are tight, what's going to happen to the pressure on the joint surface? An increase. So if you're going to run 20 and the cartilage, my brain goes to tight 81 and 10. Right. And I wouldn't have started with 20, but this is when you have everything smushy traced it back up to, okay, there's no biomechanical reason for that pressure to be there because everything is smushy. No, oh, okay. And there's still that bit. What is the pressure? Is yeah. it the pressure to come back or is it the actual pressures? But it's somewhere. And I think we have to be have a growth mindset. There's that. We are Alf. Hi. Alf. I feel like there's so many people that I know just from from these podcasts. So Alf and Leaf are like yeah. my brothers from another mother. I there you like. go. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the week. The it'll be on it'll be on the advanced is going to be videotaped and yes. so is the symposium. Yes. We have the speakers that are coming. And you can get Neil Nathan, Jerry Pollock, Juliana Mortensen, David Burke, Ben Catholic. Oh, Dave Burke, Ben Catholic. My other brothers from another mother. Yeah, this is, yeah, the siblings. <laughs> and Jim Oshman says hi. His brother-in-law is staying with them and is terminal. So oh. Jim is home taking care of the family. And uh, Juliana Mortensen is our other biophysicist. Yeah. So she'll be with us. And I'm sure I miss somebody else. And then the speaker's right. And of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you. I think you win the award. For the one who's come the farthest. David Murphy. Oh. No, both of uh, you. Yeah, both of you. Hello from Ireland. Yeah. And Desna uh, is videotaping from Poland. And yeah, it's just quite a stellar crowd. And I think the purpose is if you're using FSM in a vacuum and you just think about the frequencies, then... I'm not doing my job. No, and but you are now because we're not anymore. Yeah, you have to have context and background. Yeah. So when you listen to Neil Nathan talk about it, and Roger Billica Hello. is back 15 years doing FSM. And when you look at the context of how you provide the stable state and how you think about what's going on, Every time I listen to these guys talk, it's, yeah. oh. That's what we're doing. Yeah, that's what this weekend is about. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so exhausted from teaching and I'm so excited to learn. So it's like, I've just, I'm like transitioning from like being a hatchling to like a, but. Fledgling. Yeah, the teacher and the student. And I think that's what you do such a great job of is you're always promoting us to continue to learn and expand our knowledge. And that's a beautiful thing. So we have so much gratitude to you for putting this on every year and. Okay. helping us continue this and it's because i learned so much it's enlightened self-interest on my part i'd love to yes. pretend that i did this all for you guys but <laughs> it's all for me <laughs> oh it's like me, us going to hawaii in for core and two weeks of master class i'm going to hawaii y'all want to come yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. Same thing with advanced and the symposium is this is wonderful to be back up at 130, 140 people in this ballroom. Yeah. And plus the ones that'll be watching it online. But there's so much to know. 
and every little piece that you can pick out of anybody's information base. So I've stolen fairly liberally from you and I've <laughs> stolen from Neil and a little bit from Roger. And it's sharing. It's not it's stealing. It's sharing. Yeah. Sharing. I yeah. like that. It's, That's good. It's collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Sharing is caring. Do we have a, are you, do we have an ending quote? I don't have a quote for today. Okay. Sharing is caring. Could that be my quote? No, I have so many quotes always at my fingertips and I don't even have my phone with my quote with me right now because I literally ran from the sports yeah. course here. So how about we just close with so much gratitude and love for everybody that is here. And that's going to be yeah. the, the closing sentiment. So thank you, thank thank you, you everybody. Yes. And yeah. for watching and for always doing this. Bye, everybody at home. We will see you next Wednesday Bye. back on our squares. Yes, back on our squares. Where we can't hug. <laughs> Yay.